Lord's just doing spectacular things for you, for your family. I hope you're discovering everything that God has for you in this life. Discovering because he does know us, right? Those are hairs on our head. No matter how many, no matter how few, right? Right? He, he, he doesn't judge us according to the outward. Have you ever seen something that you thought was good, but on the inside, it was bad? You ever been to the grocery store? It just makes me so mad. Like, if you, you pick up a, a piece of fruit and you, you, you don't do the squeeze thing, you're in a hurry. Then you go home, you cut the thing and blast it on the inside of it. It's rotten. That's horrible. Huh? Christians should never look good on the outside and horrible on the inside. Huh? Not that I plan on biting a few people. But I have, I have thought one thing and been fooled in life. It's true, it's true to say, you can't judge a person just simply because of the way they look. Right? And truth. And sometimes appearances can be deceiving. I told you before, my, one, of, one of my first times I ever went to Farmington Heights, when they took the offering up, I, I, I had a different look back then, right? It's true. Guy come right to my seat, looked at me, and kept right on going. And then when I, I, I later on, I asked him about that because I just, you know, you don't forget stuff like that, right? And I did. I asked him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, then they found out, you know, some of the stuff I was doing and, hey, oh, he's cool, you know. But when they first laid eyes on me and this guy was, did what he did, I asked him and he, and he said, well, look, he said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, I took one look at you. He said, I didn't know whether you were going to put money in the offering or take money out. That's what he said. Like, Boy, I slap you. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself. I wonder how many times that we've looked at someone and misjudged them just simply because of the way they look. Right? You know that God never makes that mistake because he knows what's inside of our heart. He, he truly does know us. And now, some people, they, they, they make it easy to be misjudged. And so I ain't saying you can be the greatest weirdo in the world, right? right? Because there's just something. I, I just come from Raleigh. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not even, even going to get in that. It was weird. Right? But you never know what's inside of a person's heart and look at your neighbor and say you never know what they've been through in life. So I'm going to, uh, now look, don't freak out on me because of what I read to you next because I'm not going to get super spiritual on you. It's going to be a little bit foundational, right? So, because uh, I've met people that see demons behind every rock. Right? And pretty fruity. Everything, every, everything's a devil. Right? Car don't, car don't crank, got a, you know, not car, yeah, not cranking car devil, you know? Don't affected your battery. You know what I mean? I've heard some weird stuff, right? I, I told you before, the lady called me in the middle of the night and 
said the demons were trying to get inside her house. I'm like, did you see them? She said, they're at the window. They're scratching the window. And I'm like, really? I'm like, what do they look like? She said, they look like little Smurfs. <laughs> She said, what do I do? What do I do? I'm like, don't open up the window. Uh, Then I pulled the joke on my friend. I told her that I knew the greatest man of God in the whole wide world, and he specialized in demons. And I gave her Donnie Harrell's number. Don't call him. (laughs) Uh, So it was hilarious. I mean, (laughs) and I'm like, and be sure to tell him that I said, I gave you his number. Uh, now, don't do that to me. Those of you who have my phone number. I set my own self up, right? Sowing and reaping. That's all right. You got to come up here for prayer sooner or later. Matthew 17, verse 21. He said, however, this kind, it does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So we know the story last week we were covering. Man brings, you know, his son to Jesus' disciples, and they could not help him. And so after Jesus, you know, heals the boy, the disciples come, and they want to ask Jesus this question. They said, why couldn't we help him? What's the reason why we couldn't do it? I mean, because they, they've been pretty successful. They've been casting out demons. They've been doing a lot of stuff. In fact, they were so happy with themselves, they come back just to us, you know, like devil's subject to us. And Jesus said, hey, you're rejoicing for all the wrong reasons. Right? Can I tell you that you can get too big for your spiritual britches? You listening to me? Talking about I would never. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Don't ever say what you will do and what you won't do. Say by the help and the grace of God, right? Right? Before you start casting judgment down on everybody, Scripture is emphatically clear that you should consider yourself lest you attempt it the same way. Right? And no, nobody's too big for the britches. Right? No, we're all, we should be humble in this life because it's the same grace that's applied to all of our lives, Right? Jesus said, how be it this kind, this, this kind, it doesn't come out but by fasting and praying. Now listen, do you know that you can fast and pray for all the wrong reasons? I, I see people all the time, spirit, yeah, I'm going to fast and pray because I want the power. Right? Well, you don't fast and pray because you want the power of God. You fast and pray because the consciousness of you beginning to lose your own self-will is the most important thing about fasting and praying. Becoming obedient. I, I don't know about you, but has God ever asked you to do something you don't really want to do? Right? So there, 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 there are different things in our life. We don't fast and pray to be spiritual. We fast and pray to get to a point in our life where we're willing to be obedient unto the Lord. And here's something that I I realized because there comes this moment, this time in your life where you have to realize that although someone might have a title, might have the title of a pastor, might have the title as a teacher, however you want to put that in, uh, 
uh, I, I know that my little girl, she, you know, Dawn, she wasn't good with math. And she had a bunch of math teachers, but it, it didn't seem like nothing was helping her. So what did I do? I called up a friend of mine that's good, good in math. In fact, Ramesh has helped me before. Sat down with her, gave her some insight. And then the next thing you know, she, she, she went from making D's to B pluses and A's. Right? It's this ability. This kind. Everybody say this kind. Do you know that there comes this moment in this time in life that not everybody that has the title in the position can help you through what you're going through. And so when I look at this, I understand that I have to come to this place where I might have to take responsibility for my own self. Right? That wouldn't it be good if, if the church could just give out magic pills and, and, and it fixed everything in your life? And sometimes I, I think that we, we do a, a wrong service to people and, and not making them accountable for some things that might transpire in their own life because it's not so simple as somebody just come. I wish I could, listen, if I could just fix all your problems by just pouring this oil over your head, line up. 1995, what a good day, right? Right? You, there's, there's no power in the oil. The oil is just a symbol. The power comes from your own belief system. And your belief system comes from the environment. Huh? It comes from what you think about yourself based upon either your environment or God's word. Because your environment can say one thing. Your environment can say you're not loved. Your environment can say this ain't ever going to change. But whose report are you going to believe? You're going to believe the report of the Lord or you're going to believe the environment that you're in? Because see, to believe in God, he not only changes your attitude, he changes the atmosphere of, of where you're going to believe. Because I can tell you that there have been some moments in my life, and I'm sure that we all have this in common, if there were some things that I could change, I would. Can I have a big old hearty amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up! Little Susie, wake up now. So one of the things that has to happen is, is that your spirit has to come alive. Because it's too easy to be lethargic. Take a look around you. Look, look. Look at the person beside you. Give them the biggest smile that you possibly can. For some of you, that was a great effort. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. Right? Some of you are still sleepy. Right? And expect a magic pill to fix your problems. Right? That you just can't expect. Well, I'm not going to have any effort of my own. I'm just going to go to the man of God. I pay my tithes. He can pray for me. Well, I'm telling you that I might not have the goods to help you. Because it's not as just simple as you, you running up here and me claiming that I have all this power to fix all your problems. I don't have all that power. If I did, I would tell you. I just don't got it. I can lay hands on some of you and you're still going to be crazy. <laughs> right? Because I can't fix that. Right? I wish I could 
your fits crazy. Boy, I'd rent this right hand out. Right? I wish I could just wave and everybody would be better. I'm here to tell you that there has to come this moment in your life that yes, God puts spiritual gifts around us to help us and to give us that push. And, and let me tell you what a beautiful thing it is when, when somebody is operating under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and, and something transpires that God uses you and, it, and it, it touches somebody's life. And let me tell you, that is special. But don't you depend on other people having those gifts to save you because there comes this moment where you're going to rise up in your own spirit and find out what it is that God wants you to do. You're going to move in this mindset that you can't be dependent upon everybody else and you cannot just be satisfied because that's the worst thing in the world to happen to a Christian is just get satisfied in life. It's rolling on by. You know, I don't want to get satisfied. You know, I don't know when I'm going. All I know is that when I go, I, I, I don't want to leave anything undone. Right? I want to know that I haven't left anything out. That I've, I've, I've given everything. That now is my time. Right? But I don't, I don't want to get to that moment in life and feel like I've, I've missed out on something because I just became too lethargic. I want to tell you, has God been good to you? Come on. Talk to me. Has he been good to you? I love this scripture. You know it. Psalms 118 verse 8. It's a beautiful scripture. It says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Somebody say so. Isn't that right? Man. Boy, I tell you what. I've had some people just mess me up before. Put confidence in them and whoo. Have mercy. And I imagine I've let some other people down. You know? That's why it's better to trust the Lord. Right? I don't put my faith in dependence upon man. Because men are flighty. Say amen. amen. Do you know that I believe doctors are amazing? Don't you? I mean, there's some smart people in this world. Right? They're amazing. I believe those are gifts from the Lord. Somebody say Amen. Surgeons, a guy takes your heart out, puts it on the table, works on it, puts it back in your body, and you wake up. Somebody say, Jesus. You know, I, all psychiatrists are not bad. Psychologists, all these different ones, giftings, police officers, teachers, all these beautiful gifts. You know, we've been surrounded in life, in this world, with beautiful gifts. When you, you look at some of the buildings that somebody designed, that's amazing, right? I mean, so people have these, this mind that's just incredible. Do you know that I believe that God gives us these people, gives us gifts? Can you imagine? How many of you love your home, right? Can, can you imagine if you had to build it yourself? Listen to this. Who, who remembers, some of you might not, but who remembers the first time you heard Elvis Presley? I do. Oh, nothing but a hound dog. I remember as a little boy, I, I heard Tom Jones, and I was like, what? You remember when he came on, uh, Tom Jones? 
Well, I saw my mama, you know, she was like looking at Tom Jones, you know. All right. I mean, who, who remembers the first time you ever heard Whitney Houston sing? Wow. Zion Dion. I mean, just crazy good. You know, it's like, what? That's coming out that mouth? Lord have mercy. Reba McIntyre, you know? It's, I mean, there's some gifted people. Shania Twain. Boy, I had a crush on Shania Twain. <laughs> Well, she died that I feel like a woman. I'm like, Lord, have mercy, girl. <laughs> Lisa's going to kill me. <laughs> she liked Blake Shelton. She did. I was like, you like Blake Shelton? She said, I climb him like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell it. Don't you tell it. But not let me find out. I'm going to pour that oil over your head. Man, I'm going to have to cook some meals. I can hear it coming. I mean, every first time you saw Larry Bird playing basketball. Dr. J going up there. Have mercy. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, still remember the moment when Michael Jordan had his tongue out <laughs> and switched hands. Oh, I was like, just blew me. I, I, I think I've watched that clip just over and over. You know, so many gifted people. And the world has gifted people. But nobody in this world, he's not. God gives us this ability to choose in life how we use all our gifts and how we use them for His glory. Listen, I mean, when you can hit a baseball that's going at you at 100 miles an hour, you've got eyes that normal people don't have. Right? I think it's a, a beautiful gift. You know, you, you, you look, I mean, you're, you're going around a racetrack uh, almost a couple hundred miles an hour and you don't wreck. You know? My administrator can't drive her suburban out the vehicle without having a wreck. You know, That's her back there in the corner. <laughs> Boy, I'm on a roll. Huh? <laughs> Be fighting in the parking lot. Uh, I'm like, I. I don't think I could ride around the racetrack going a couple hundred miles an hour without wrecking. You know? I hit a mailbox just going 55 miles an hour. Right? Just jump right out right in front of me. Right? <laughs> it's, it's not my skill. Right? I mean, how many of you remember the first time you heard Billy Graham? And you're like, oh, seemed like a nice guy. Birdie monotone. And then you hear him go, Come. Just like you are. And you see a thousand people just get up and come. There's no kind of 
The Lord said, just come. People just flocking down. A guy that's as monotone as, as the paint on the wall sometimes. That sit with presidents and pray for presidents. Wow. That transcends sometimes what we think a person has to be in order to get ahead in life. You know that God has a special place for you? And you don't have to act weird to get to that place? Right? Listen, God loves you just the way that you are. And, and whatever's in your life that needs shaping up, he's going to help you. L- listen to me, ladies. Be careful of the man that wants to dress you. Right? Be, be, be careful of that. Be, be careful of people who want to change you. Right? Because you can either love me when I'm 168 pounds of solid rock muscle. <laughs> or you can love me when I have chest drawer disease and my chest is dropped down to my drawers. Right? Come on, talk to me, right? But if you love me based upon my appearance, you don't love me. Come on, talk to me now. That ain't love. That's, 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 that, that's a whole brand new sermon, right? No, love transcends those kinds of things. Listen, God never loved you because you were good, right? He never loved you because you were clean. Because some of you are muddy, Right? We all need a good washing of the water of his word. Come on, say amen, right? Look at your neighbor and say, don't get too big for your spiritual britches, right? Because this kind, it doesn't come out but by fasting and prayer. And just, just for observation, I don't believe a whole lot of us are fasting and praying, right? I'm certainly not fasting and praying a whole lot. I love to eat, right? Right? Remember an old boy come up to me, lay hands on me, and he was like, oh, the Lord said, and he just went on. And I was, it sounded pretty good. I was like, ooh, yeah, talk to me. And then he said, I seen all your many tears and all your fasting. And I'm like, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got the wrong man of God. <laughs> I, I hadn't fasted in a right good little while. People equate how you talk and what you do to spirituality. But some of the most looniest people on the planet I've ever met are folks that read the Bible all the time and fast and pray. And the reason being is because they do it for all the wrong reasons. Right? There's a reason why we do and should do the things that we do. I love to listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan. How many of you like Stevie Ray Vaughan? I just, I, yeah. I'm just guessing that's Big Wheel. He, I mean, he looks like ZZ Top anyhow, right? You know that there was a John Osteen before there was a Joel Osteen? Right? Great. People that have made an impact on people's lives. Do you know that although you can have all of the kinds of opinion that Jan and Paul Crouch changed the concept?
concept of how the gospel was being preached and brought the gospel over the airways. And no matter what you might think, there have been multitudes and multitudes and thousands and thousands of people saved because of that. All of these things give us this mentality that God is working in our lives. And whether you realize it or not, the Lord is working in your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I love this. Verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Now say that. To what? Each one. For the profit of all. Now let's just talk about each one. We're all each ones here. And so I want you to understand that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to all of us. Why is it given? It says, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the Spirit. And, and, and it just keeps on. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of, now say that with me, healings by the same Spirit. And I'm not going to go through all of those things, but to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning. Now say that with me, discerning. Uh, of spirits and, and that's an por- important one that's one of the ones most people just they mess it all up to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of those tongues now listen he says but one and the same spirit it, it works and all these things now say this with me distributing to each one individually as he wills do you know Romans 12, 6? You don't hear a lot about that. I just thought I'd throw that in there because it's beautiful. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. If we're going to prophesy and listen. I didn't say prophet lie. I said prophesy. All right? And what is prophecy? Prophecy in this measure is the way that you extort. Not ex- it, it, some people say extort. It, it's exhort. All right? People get it. If somebody is prophesying and it's extorting, it's not, it's not right. Uh, prophecy is the exhortation. It, 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 let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, all these are gifts. If you're an exhorter, I mean, do it greatly. If God has blessed you supernaturally to, to make money, then be a giver. It, it says do it and do it liberally. It says, he who leads, lead with diligence. Now, I love this one. Do you know that there's a gift showing mercy? Mercy, mercy. And let me tell you something. There's ever a gift that we need in the body of Christ. It is mercy. And you know what merciful people do? They're cheerful. Right? Shows mercy. Say that with me. With cheerfulness. You ever, you ever met somebody that forgave you, but they give you the evil eye? I forgive you. You're still scared to sleep? I forgive you. It's like, it's like you know in the sound of their voice that I forgive you, but I'm going to get you. It's almost like a horror movie, like you don't know when it's coming. So you're constantly looking under the bed and Looking in the closet, I know you're in there. It's almost like you want to say, go ahead and get it over with. Mercy is a beautiful thing. How many of you ever needed mercy? Hmm? How, many of you, how many of you think before you leave, as we are growing, I, I, I want you to look at it like this. 
Now say it with me again. This kind doesn't come out but by fasting and prayer. So I know that there have been some things in my life that it seemed like the Lord just did for me, right? Things that he just blessed me, sent people in my life to, to help me. And I want you to understand, I'm thankful for all the great people that God has placed in my life to help me, aren't you? You ever, you ever been on that end where you've needed someone and, and they were there and they were able to, to help? And those are beautiful things. And I, I'm thankful for everybody that's done that for me. But I, I know that there's this moment where accountability has to come where I can't depend on everyone else to always do everything for me. And this is where balance has to come in. See, I, I'd like for you to understand. Just take, wouldn't it be nice? Listen, if I could have done this, I would have. I promise you. I don't need rehab. My God is bigger than rehab. Hmm? All I need is faith in God. I ain't going to the therapist. I'm not going to, nope, healed in Jesus' name. You know, I praise the Lord, but it was every morning when I was getting up and I was holding those bands and I was going, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Wouldn't it be nice if I could have just touched it? Huh? Come on, talk to me. Huh? Wouldn't it be great if we had just magic peel? We could just touch it and, and it would be all good? Now, we believe in healing, right? Well, the, the problem that I have with supernatural, super whooper duper people is that they don't understand that, that the gifts of healing doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have the, the anointing that just transcends, that, that, that you get healed uh, through the power of the Spirit. I want to tell you what the power of the Spirit does. It works through the men that God has gifted. Right? Right? People say, well, I ain't going to the doctor. I'm just going to believe God. Well, who do you believe that God gave the wisdom for them to be able to help you in the first place? Do you honestly believe that that man just woke up one day and, and, and just was so smart that he could just open up your head, work on your brain? No. So we can't discount that. There are some things that you can get so super whooper duper spiritual about that you trust the Lord and you're saying, well, God, fix it. Sometimes God fixes those things through the gifts that he's given to other people to be able to minister to you. Are you listening to me? And you can get overly fruity by just simply saying, I'm going to let God take care of it. Had a couple come to me, they heard about me. And they, they were like at least an hour and a half away. They heard about me. One of their friends had come and I'd helped them in, in their marriage. And so they, they, they came and wanted to talk to me. And I, I remember they went and they, and they said these words. They say, you know, we believe that God is going to work our marriage out. And so I just looked, listened. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's good. Great. And they sang my praises. Man, these people say, oh, Lord, you're the best counselor. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, who? 
And I remember, I'm like, well, let me just ask you a question. And I looked at the guy, and I'm like, you know, I believe that God will certainly play a mighty important part. I'm like, but you know what the scripture says that God said, husbands, love your wives. Like Christ loved church. I said, so let's start there. And I'm like, you know that husband love your wives like Christ loved the church. We know that Christ made sacrifices for the church. <laughs> Ain't that right? And I'm like, what kind of sacrifices are you making? And the woman said, I ain't even asked her to speak. <laughs> sacrifices? I'm the one that makes all the sacrifices in this relationship. He's selfish. I'm like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> now, wouldn't it be great if I could just call on, you know, the Lord and say, fix it. All right? That's what some people want. And so after, you know, he, she beat him up for a moment. I'm, I was just like, you know me. I'm like, okay, this is drinking. I'm like, you know, Scripture says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. She said, I would submit if I had something to submit to. Mm -hmm. She said, got to have some respect to. He said, Ain't nothing good enough for you, woman. Nothing's good enough for you. I'm like, what's going to get good? <laughs> he said, I can't please you for anything. He said, I can't even cut the grass right. He was cutting grass. She raised up the window and she said, you're cutting the grass too low. You're going to kill the grass. I'm like, really? He said, really? He says, I'm painting the kitchen. And she comes in. I've been working all day. She comes in. She says, you ain't painting it right. I'm like, this is going to be fun. Now, wouldn't it be great if I just had, listen, I got the solution for you. Here's you, uh, Wife peel, and here's you a husband peel. Wait a second. Let me give you two. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, wow, angels are singing. There's music. Love is in the air. No. Like, like they're, they're, how many of you know that marriages work, right? Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. Well, if you're scared, don't. But if you're all right. It'll be okay, right? Don't you draw any attention to us, right? Wouldn't it be great if we could just, like, simply fix things? I'm talking to an individual, and, and I'm listening to him, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do, do, do you see the flashing lights? They're red. They're screaming. They're red, 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 red. Oh, yeah, I see them. What do you, what do you say? Well, they're pretty. 
I'm like, do you believe that God is showing you red lights because he wants you to say they're pretty? I'm like, what about the siren? Do you hear the siren? How loud is that siren? And they say, oh, it's so loud. I'm like, what do you do? I put my fingers in my ears because it was too loud. Right? I'm like, that's the spirit of the Lord trying to give you some sense. I say it again. It's the Spirit of the Lord trying to give you some sense. And then when all the stuff just breaks all loose, what do you do? You come and you, you come try to find somebody that's got a title and a position and you say, fix it. And I'm trying to tell you, I can't fix stupid. Are you listening? You can't fix it. There are some things that are just simply not meant to be and no matter how you try to put your will into it God has a different will right now listen I thank the Lord that he can help us work out some messes can you say amen Amen. and has he ever helped you work out some messes right is he still helping you work out messes but listen don't don't mistake being able to take prayer and all these things and, and act like you control it and like you can just fix it just by uttering words. Out. It, it, it takes a commitment to the obedience of God's word. If it's so spiritual that we believe that God's going to fix everything, we wind up getting in trouble. See, David was a great king. Man, fought him many a battle. All of his enemies, they respected him. But then there came a time where the kings were supposed to go to war, that David stayed at home. And while he stayed at home, there was temptation across the highway. Right? The Bible tells us that we've been raised to be kings and priests. And I want to tell some of you men something. Anytime that you stop fulfilling what God has called you to do, you're setting yourself up because right across the alleyway is temptation for you. Right? come a time for a king to be at war so you know what the king should have been doing he should have been at war right I see so many Christians just get so satisfied in life that everything is just let me tell you something it ain't over till it's over people come on right talk to me in, in, our, in our last dying breaths we should be trying to minister to people we, we should be about the father's business look at your neighbor and say wake up wake up wake up right And we need to be awake because I'm responsible in life for my own spiritual condition. Because we do. But how do you remember that it was God that saved you? Right? It's Him. He saves us. I can go back and remember just how that feels. And I remember that first pastor that ever took the time with me. I remember the first people that really begin to minister to me in a proper way. You know, pro- proper is different from somebody telling you that if you don't get saved, you're going to die and go to hell. Right? Anybody ever told you if you don't get saved, you're going to die and go to hell? Like, that never affected me. In fact, it just made me mad. I, I'd say stupid stuff like, be partying in hell. Right? Don't be quiet, you Episcopalian people. You know, right? Am I the only one? Well, all of y'all were raised up in church, right? 
I thank the Lord every day for the heathens that the Lord has sent me. Do you know that God changes you through your obedience and not through witchcraft? Hmm? Are you listening to me? He changes you through the love that he gives. 16, and I'm getting ready to close. It's one of the most beautiful scriptures. I think in all of the Bible. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant. With faith and love. Which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. Wow, we've forgotten that. We forgot it. And I get it, Paul. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, you a messed up dude. He said, of whom I am chief. There's room for argument. There. Especially in this room. <laughs> Don't get quiet on me. Like, especially in this room. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> Close race, buddy. <laughs> yeah. There might be a couple in here that's got us beat, right? I'm not looking at anybody. Yeah, whom I'm chief. Oh, I love that. Here's a man that. God has poured out his anointing on. Man, he's doing some supernatural stuff. And he never gets the big head. He stays humble in life. And as much as God has blessed him and how much he's seen. I mean, he's, he's actually seen into the third heaven. God himself has appeared to him, talked with him. He's seen all kinds of stuff. He got stoned. They drug him out of the city like thinking he's dead. And all of a sudden the Lord just raises him up. And this is a man that hasn't got to the point where he's got the big head, right? This is God that healing is in his hands. This this, this, this is a powerful, powerful uh, man of God that, that the Spirit of the Lord is working through and he still has sense enough to say, I'm the chief of all sinners. So when you're thinking about getting the big head, don't get the big head. And I understand that there comes this moment in time where no one else can be responsible for your own spiritual condition. You have to take that responsibility yourself. Come on, talk to me. Don't ever be dependent upon other people for your own spiritual condition. This is a benefit. All our gifts coming lifts me up. But at the end of the day, I got to depend on the Lord. I can't depend on you. Amen. Say amen. amen. Now listen to what he says. However, who I love this so much. For this reason, I obtain mercy. That in me, oh, in me. Some of you are wondering what it is. He says, first, Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on Him for everlasting life. In English, Paul just simply said, when all these sinners look at me, they're going to see the grace of God. They're going to see His mercy. And they're going to know 
that he was patient with me. Let me tell you what he is. He's so loving and he's so good. His goodness, you guys can come. It's such a powerful thing. How many of you know that the Lord has been good to you? How many of you know he's been patient with you? Man, I'm going to tell you what. I'm so thankful for his patience. I'm, I'm so thankful for his grace. It's a beautiful thing to know that he already loved us just exactly how we are. And I can be one of the first ones to say that when people first saw me, I loved Jesus with all my heart right then, just like I do today. But because of my appearance, people misjudged me. They, they thought there was no way in the world I could be a person that loved Jesus because of the way I looked. But you know what? It doesn't matter whether you got tattoos across your forehead, right? Got more holes in your head than a golf course, you know? I don't know why people put great big holes in their ear, you know? I don't know. Bones through their nose? I don't know, but, you know, if, if, if you put a bone through your nose, you're a person that loves Jesus that has a bone through your nose. All right? But don't get mad at people because they stare because bone through your nose is just not every day. All right? Someone asked me if I would let someone play it, it, on, on the stage if they had tattoos. <laughs> I'm like, well, what if you can't see the tattoos? Does that make them any less holy or any more holy? So what do I have to do? If anybody wants to play, I got to check them out first and say, let me see. Folks think all kinds of weird stuff to say whether or not you love Jesus or not. Listen to me. I know you're crazy. I know there's stuff going on in your life. I know that, wow, there's stuff that you only want Jesus to know. Right? But he's patient and he's loving and he's kind. And he'll work with you through everything that you've got going on in your life. And he'll never judge you the way that other people do. Because he doesn't look on the outside. He always looks on the inside. And if you have a heart toward the Lord, I promise you that he's there right now wanting to be a blessing to you, a blessing in your life. And you can always trust him. I want us to just get in a mindset of, of worship. I want you to stand our band is going to minister right now. And I just want you to think about the goodness of God that's going on in your life. And I'll tell you something else. You know that the gift of God that's inside of you, we need it. I don't, I don't know what all those gifts are. But I can tell you this, that each and every person that's called on the name of the Lord, that God has a manifestation of a gift that's inside of you. And it's a beautiful, beautiful gift. And I want you to just take a few moments. And if you're just thankful for everything that the Lord has done for you.
then let's worship.